0: Raider Nation, wake up and get ready, because it's time for the Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network.
1: Good morning, Raider Nation. I'm Eddie Pascal, and today is November 4th, 2020. Welcome to the Morning Grind. As this episode of the podcast hits your ears, the Las Vegas Raiders have officially put last week's 16-6 win over the Cleveland Browns behind them. But while head coach John Gruden's club's sole focus is on week 9 and the Los Angeles Chargers right now, you and I can still relish, even if just for a few more minutes, on Sunday's big win. Not only was the week 8 result an important one over an AFC foe, but it was the type of win that the Raiders needed a game in far from ideal conditions without their full complement of pieces against a really quality opponent too. Today on the Morning Grind, we look back briefly to Sunday, check in on the health of some key players for the Silver and Black, and take our first look at the challenge the Bulls will present the Raiders this weekend. Let's get to it. Alrighty, so let's start on a positive note, shall we? If we rewind the clock to early last week, we kept hearing that there were going to be some changes on the defensive side of the football, and for good reason, too. The Silver and Blacks' Week 8 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where the defense allowed 45 points, left a sour taste in the mouth of Paul Gunther's group, and it was no secret that the unit somehow, someway had to be better going forward. Well, Give credit where it's due because Gunther's defense looked like a group reborn on Sunday in Cleveland, and while they no doubt got some help from Mother Nature along the way, the fact remains it was far and away the Silver and Black's best defensive effort of 2020. Baker Mayfield was limited to just 122 yards through the air on 12 of 25 attempts, and the Browns, who came into the game with a top 3 rushing attack, managed only 101 on the ground en route to putting up just 6 points in a losing effort. And as I said earlier, it was the best effort the Raiders defense put on paper this year, and key to that was one of those changes that was alluded to leading up to the game, a very active Jonathan Abram. Abram did it all Sunday at First Energy Stadium. He came off the edge like a rocket, was his usual hard-hitting self in the open field, limited yards after catch throughout the entire afternoon, and made sure that when he did anything, the Cleveland Browns knew about it. Plain and simple, Sunday's game in Ohio resulted in the most active and disruptive version of Jonathan Abram we've seen in his short career, and his activity around the football didn't escape the watchful gaze of his head coach.
0: We think he's going to be a great one. You know, he had a couple blitzes. One of his uh, blitzes resulted in a sack, but it was called back. I think he was off sides, but he has a playing style that I like. I think I compared him to the ex-Charger Patriot great Rodney Harrison. He just has that physical um, game day presence that uh, we feel like we need back in this organization. And he still has a long way to go to become uh, a great safety, but... I think you see the splash plays that he he's capable of making, and he brings us some leadership and some energy that we, we really need in the back end.
1: Now let's talk about the offensive line, particularly the situation at right tackle. So just a quick recap before we give the floor back to Coach Gruden. Entering Sunday's game in Cleveland, the plan was for Trent Brown to return to work, but as we all know, that ended up not being the case as big number 77 dealt with a health issue pregame that scratched him from the starting lineup. And while Gruden understandably didn't want to get into the specifics of Brown's issue, he did acknowledge that the Pro Bowl tackle was unable to return to Nevada with the team.
0: Trent is still in Cleveland. Uh, Very glad to report he's up and uh, seems to be doing well. We're waiting the results of uh, some of the extensive tests that they did. Uh, today and yesterday. And uh, I don't have anything to report other than uh, he had an issue. I want to really thank our medical staff, what a job they did in an emergency situation. And um, we're just happy he's up and around. And once we get the official word as to what's wrong with Trent, we'll let you know.
1: In Brown's stead, the Silver and Black turned to Sam Young, but an early injury forced him out of the ballgame, meaning third-year man Brandon Parker was inserted into the lineup. And give him credit, he played one heck of a ballgame, especially when you consider the circumstances surrounding his arrival into game action. All told, Parker played 49 snaps at right tackle in a game where the Silver and Black dominated on the ground and ran for an unreal 208 yards. Not bad for a guy who went to bed Saturday night thinking he would be inactive the following day. And while Parker will understandably get a ton of praise for his outing on Sunday, and let's be real, all that praise is certainly deserved. The Raiders offensive line as a whole once again deserves kudos for rallying together, particularly considering the human element involved in Brown's absence.
0: Well, I think the big thing is we were all shaken up pretty good. You know, you you get shook up when you see one of your own. Go down, he don't know what's wrong with him. Um, but we were able to assure our players that he was in good hands, and his signs were, were vital. He was doing good, and we said a prayer for, for Trent before the game, and uh, we went out and tried to win the game for him. But um, you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, something that's on our mind, weighing heavily on us right now. We hope he's okay, but in the meantime, you got to credit Tom Cable and, and Brandon Parker and. Denzel Good played great at left guard and Rodney Hudson had one of his best games and that's saying something and it's obvious that Gabe Jackson is back at full strength uh, after the injuries that he's had the last couple years so really proud of the effort of our whole team in a real tough circumstance
1: okay so part of you has to feel like a little bad for the Chargers right I mean maybe just a little bit a tiny bit maybe Bueller the Bolts may be 2-5 and, and currently residing in the cellar of the AFC West, but in all seriousness, they might be the best 2-5 team in the NFL right now as they've seemingly been in every single game they've played in 2020 and somehow, some way, find new ways each week for victory to elude them. Take last week's loss in Denver as an example as the Chargers last on the literal last play of regulation after being up 24-10. But if you're a fan of the Chargers, things aren't all bad for you right now, as rookie quarterback Justin Herbert is playing a very quality brand of football and now seems securely on that shortlist for Offensive Rookie of the Year. The former Oregon Duck has been lauded for his athleticism and ability to throw the deep ball since he was inserted as the team's signal caller. And even though Herbert has just six starts under his belt, Gruden knows that his team will have to find a way to throw him off his game.
0: Well, we have to get after every quarterback for sure. We've got to do a better job of that. That's the number one thing we need to improve on still. And uh, we got to present some different looks. Um, but he's a, he's a lot further along than most rookies. He's been well-schooled, well-trained, and they got a lot of great receivers. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are making big plays. They can run it. And um, he's a problem. This young man is a problem for everybody in the AFC. He's, he's up to a great start.
1: The Silver and Black are officially back on the practice field today at their Henderson, Nevada facility. Kickoff this Sunday against the Chargers is scheduled for 1.05 p.m. Pacific time. I'm Eddie Pascal, and this was The Morning Grind.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the official Raiders podcast network.